for by Robin Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group. Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome to Saturday morning. Andy Brownell, News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM with Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, nice to be to the weekend again. That's for sure. Well, maybe for you, but a weekend for me just means the start of my week, usually. That's when yeah. I get the busiest, but I don't care. what. You know, one day, I think you probably saw, I posted it on Facebook. One day this week, I was driving home at 9.30 at night, had worked since 8 in the morning, and I thought most people would be miserable right now if they just finished working from 8 in the morning until 9.30 at night, but I was like cheery and chipper thinking, my God, I love my job. So, yeah, it's awesome. It's busy. Um, Brian told me that my July this year is 42% busier than my July last year. That is crazy. <laughs> Tell me about it. I don't know which end is up, but it's all good. I it's, it's really good. I love it. Well, we've been talking a lot about news items regarding real estate, particularly residential real estate. And so often I brought up headlines to you that I see in the Star Trib or the Wall Street Journal or even the local paper. And they're, I guess they're national in scope. Talking and about, I, you know, house are. prices up this much or home sales down this much. Does that, does it really compare to what's happening here in Rochester or southeastern Minnesota? Oh, or I'm so glad you... I'm so glad you asked me that because it's not one size fits all, okay? It's just simply not. Um, I'll just give you some rough numbers. They talked about, um, let's see, maybe I can find the article and then I can I can give you a little more exact. Okay. But I found an article this week from the National Association of Realtors, and they talked about... Um, Month over month in June, sales had fallen 14.2% compared to the same time last year, okay? And then they broke it down into sections of the country. So in the Northeast, sales were down 12%. In the South, sales were down 16.8%. Uh, in the West, sales were down 21%. But in the Midwest, sales were down 6.6%. Oh, wow. That's so, a bit of a discrepancy. <laughs> right. So, you know, again, some people are feeling it worse than others. Uh, I talked to one of my good friends who sells real estate in Scottsdale, and he's a big deal. He's a real big deal. He's been at Remax for over 30 years. He has earned over $30 million in commissions. He has won every award there is to win. I mean, he, he sells very expensive houses. I saw one this past week that he sold for seven-plus million dollars. So he earns big commissions. He earns a lot of commissions. And he said this week... <laughs> excuse me, that he was down um, approximately 50% over where he was at this time last year. Ouch. Yeah, well, don't feel too sorry for him. It probably <laughs> means he's going to earn a million and a half instead of three million or whatever. <laughs> if you're listening, Don, I'm sorry. But, yeah, the truth is is that, um, you know, here I'm telling you, 
I'm actually up this month from where I was at this time last year. And it's because I've been telling you this for the last few months. As the market starts to change a little bit and people aren't seeing what they saw just a short time ago, that's when they start to get a little bit stressed out and they really do their homework and make sure that they're researching who they're going to work with and they don't just pick any realtor just because they're a realtor. Because remember what I told you before, 80% of the agents have had their license five years or less. So that means a lot of people are brand new in the business and if they've never lived through a market where it actually takes a couple of months to sell a house, they're in for an awakening, right? And so it's not bad. I'm not I'm not cutting anybody down. I mean, when I was new, I was new. And I only knew the market I knew. And when 2008 and 9, 10 came along, trust me, it was an eye-opener, you know? This is not 2008 9. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying when you get used to something and you're used to the status quo and all of a sudden it changes, you don't necessarily know what to do. Well, I like your point, though. You, you obviously you have that reputation in this community in the in the real estate marketplace of experience and um, community involvement. So it's obvious the point you're making would uh, come into play that people would seek somebody like you out. Well, I mean, and the thing is, is that I I feel like real estate is no different than any other profession. If you're making really big financial choices, and for Pete's sakes, you need guidance, and you need guidance from somebody who is equipped to guide you, and that doesn't necessarily mean the the fancy sales talk or any of that, but I guess this is a time where I would really suggest, I'm not saying everybody who's listening to this show should only work with me. I mean, for Pete's sakes, there's a lot of great real estate agents in the city, a lot of very experienced realtors, but I would say make sure that you are you know, interviewing those agents and asking the right questions and making sure that whoever you are going to work with is equipped to help you because it's, again, I make constant references to you know our medical community and Mayo. Most of the people who come to Mayo come here because they're seeking out the best, right? They've done their research and either their doctors have sent them here or um, they found out that this is the place that is equipped to handle their medical needs. So I think that when the real estate market is just humming right along and everything is great, people aren't as concerned. So sort of like, let's say, if you need stitches, you'll stop at any emergency room because somebody can do it. Not that big of a deal. But when you need brain surgery, it's a little more (laughs) intense. And so then you're going to make sure you have somebody who knows exactly how to do this, right? So So I think that's where it comes into play. And I'm a brain surgeon. I'm not saying I'm a brain surgeon. In real estate terms, yes, I am. So you're saying do your research before you... Right. Choose your realtor. You said ask the right questions. Are there any questions everybody should be asking when they sit down at that meeting? Yes, yes. And I can tell you what kind of questions I've been asked, okay? So, like, there are certain personality types and um, what they will do, and it's typically, and again, I'm not bashing anyone, it's typically engineers. You know, engineers like to cross every T and dot every I, and they have their, they are organized, and they've got their spreadsheet, and they've got their questions, and I, personally, I love it because I'm ready to answer those questions. It might be intimidating to some folks, but 
I handle it just fine. Anyway, they'll typically ask, you know, how long have you been in the business? Now, when I was a brand new agent, I thought, oh boy, I'm brand new. But I used to answer the question then, I'm new, but I have more time to devote to you. <laughs> and sometimes that was okay. And sometimes they're like, well, that's great and fine and well, but we really want somebody who's done this before. So um, so they ask how long I've been in the business, but they also ask how familiar you, familiar are you with our neighborhood or this kind of a house, let's say if it's a um, farm with acreage, have you done this before? You know, those kind of questions. So make sure that the person you're working with is um, experienced or has at least the access to somebody who is. Because like, for instance, if you reach out to one of my newer team members, you're not just getting that agent, you're also getting me. So we work together. So you're getting a newer licensed agent, but working with a very experienced team. And that that's the case in a lot of um, situations. Anyway, I met a number of your team members and what I really enjoyed about all the conversations um, was that they all had their special skill sets. Right. So if you, if whoever you are working with was not able to tap into that skill set, they had somebody right there that they could call who had that skill set. Yes. Like, right. for instance, we have Travis Brevig, who has his contractor's license. So if I have a, a buyer that wants to talk about new construction, I've got Travis, who's got his contractor's license, and I've got Gene, who has been a um, buyer's rep for a builder for several years. So I've got guys that know new construction inside and out better than me. And I've been in the business for 22 years. Now, have I sold a lot of new construction? Absolutely. Is it foreign to me? No. But do they know more about it than I do? They do. So, you know, that's who I turn to if I need questions answered. Well, fantastic. We already have to take a break. We'll return with more of Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax results in just a moment on Newstock 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Almost 3 million people use Navaj to breathe better sleep. State with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results, of course, with us this Saturday morning. So, speaking of the news and headlines, there's been a lot of anticipation, Robin, that another round of significant interest rate hikes are coming down the line from the Federal Reserve. Um, how, how do you think that's going to impact the mortgage rates? Um, actually, from what I've been reading, they've already kind of um, anticipated that and took that into consideration when they did this last hike, so maybe it's not going to be as bad as people think. Um, sure. Right now, at the end of at the end of this last week that ended yesterday, a 30-year fixed rate mortgage averaged 5.54%, and that was up a little bit from the previous week, which was 5.51, but not big, huge leaps and bounds, right? Right. Um, last year at this time, however, it was... Uh, 2.78. So it's it's doubled, you know. I know. When you say that 2.78, it still seems unreal. It does seem unreal. Oh, you think that seems unreal? A 15-year fixed rate mortgage a year ago was 2.12. And 
and now this past week it averaged 4.75 and that's actually um, up just a little bit it was 4.67 last week the week before and this one I thought was interesting a five-year adjustable rate an arm is 4.31% at the end of this week, which was actually dropping from last week's 4.35. And um, a year ago, a five-year arm was 2.49. So, well, I mean, that's yes. Yeah, so the rates, you know, at least the the 30-year and the 15-year approximately doubled, but when you're talking about 2.12 and 2.78, even doubled isn't that bad. No, you're still, what I, you know, it's crazy. You and I have talked about this so many times, but we're on the low end still of what historically interest rates have been. Right. And the part about cooking it into the rate just shows how many different factors are involved other than what the Federal Reserve does. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and everybody thinks, you know, I shouldn't say everybody, but unfortunately a lot of people here, the rates went up by 1% and they think that actually computes to, you know, mortgage rates have gone up by 1% and that is not the case at all. Yes, when, as these uh, feds are, are raising the rates, of course, the mortgage rates are also raising, but not necessarily necessarily at the same pace and who knows it might get to a certain point where the mortgage rates just kind of stay the same for a while even if the rates go up so I mean we'll just have to wait and see but I don't know I just had somebody close on a loan this on Thursday of this week and they did a seven-year arm and their interest rate was actually like 4.15 or four point yeah something like that so it was I thought that was excellent yeah, that's a very nice rate. And so in the next seven years, if the interest rates drop, they can lock in on a fixed rate. Otherwise, at the end of seven years, you know, hopefully it hasn't gone too crazy or maybe it's time to sell and move on or who knows. You, I guess you cross that bridge when you get to it. But with those arms, my understanding is that when that seven-year period ends and the lock comes off, it can only go up so much per year. You're right. You're right. It's not like it can just go from uh, four to seven or whatever. It's like right. a half percent or something percent each year. Yeah. Well, that, You're right. That would make a huge difference. Absolutely. Because you could still, for many years, have a rate below what the current market rate is. Absolutely. You're absolutely huh. right. How about so, yeah, inventories? it's a good option. Um, okay, so inventories. Let's talk about inventory as a whole, you know, on the whole scope of the nation. It says, according to NARS report, housing inventories, total housing inventory at the end of the month, so the end of the month of June, this is, was 1.26 million units, which is actually up 9.6% month over month and 2%, 2.4% year over year. So unsold inventory was at a three-month supply. So what does that mean, Andy? You know, I've taught you. I know that if no additional homes went on the market starting today, we would run out of homes for sale in three months. Right. So there you go, guys. This is why we're not in a bubble. Okay. This is why we, yeah, actually one of my team members came to me with an email that he had received from an out-of-town client. And the client had said to him, 
with these rising interest rates, when do you expect the housing prices to drop? So I forwarded him an article and it was pretty funny. He actually laughed because the title was, you think home prices are going to drop? Think again. <laughs> right. And actually yeah, so. they have gone up again. Yes, actually, that's the truth. So days on market, 88% um, of homes that sold were on the market for less than a month. 88% of the homes that have sold have been on the market for less than a month. This is nothing to panic about, I promise. <laughs> it sounds like I it's promise. still a very strong seller's market. Thank you. Yes. And and you know what? It's a it's a strong seller's market, but it's also much easier market for a buyer to navigate through. Okay? Yes. It's 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 just better. It's just more balanced. Yes. Absolutely. So we're we've gone from an insane market to a strong market. To yes, absolutely. That's a really good way to describe it. Um I think I've I've referenced the speed limit, you know, like you're cruising down the highway and the way the market was at the at the height of it, it was like driving 100 miles an hour, holding onto the steering wheel and hoping that you were going to stay on the road. And now it's like, you know what, you're on that open highway, you've got perfect driving conditions and you're cruising right along at a really good cruising speed. I mean, that's it's still really good. Much it feels much less stressful for everyone involved. I even had a seller say that to me. They said, um, we had friends that sold last year and they said it was so stressful. And I said, yes, it's much better. I mean, it is just much better. Well, I, I think about the sellers from their point of view when you do put it on the market and you know back then that it was likely gonna sell in a day or two, you'd have to brace yourself psychologically for that. That yes. this onslaught of offers were going to come in and it would be just nuts. And now it's more like a normal process. Okay, so to endorse what you just said about sounds like a really strong seller's market, I want you to listen to this whole paragraph. Okay. Days on the market. 88% of homes that were sold were on the market for less than a month. Properties typically remained on the market for 14 days, which marks the shortest duration on record, according to the National Association of Realtors. That is down from 16 days in May and 17 days in June of last year, 2021. Now that is a surprise. Right? So again, this is national. So when we were, when I was telling people the norm right now is two hours on the market. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, we went through a stage where it was like that. Like the sign was in and the phone rang off the hook, right? So, but statistically, when they're counting days on market right now, the average one has typically remained on the market for 14 days, which marks that the shortest duration on record. Okay, the market's good, guys. It is. That's and that's crazy fast. When you, historically, for selling a home, obviously, if it's a record, uh, we do have to take a break, Robin. We'll be wow. back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment with more of Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax results on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. 
Christmas. <laughs> Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, of course, it's Saturday morning at our Rochester area real estate conversation. We're, we've been talking a lot about the differences between the market last year and what's happening today. Are we? Are you seeing any changes, I guess, concerning who's in the marketplace as far as buyers are concerned? You know what? Um, there's a few changes we're seeing. You know, you heard me talk about... Um, Last year was a lot of first-time home buyers, yes. and there's still a lot of first-time home buyers. The first half of this year, um, first-time home buyers comprised 30% of sales. Okay, so that's still almost a third. But last year it was 39%. So, you know, down a little bit, and I think that probably is something that's tied directly to the interest rates rising sure. because again when they look at what's affordable they look at what that monthly payment is you know what percentage of their income that is and with that interest rate being double of what it was last year even though it's still great right um it does affect people and and unfortunately it's those younger first-time home buyers who just don't have the cash reserves and now they'll save for a year or two and, and then they'll be right back out there you know so yeah. it's not like they're out of the they're off the scene or out of the picture or whatever um, all cash sales accounted for 25 percent of existing home transactions which is actually up from 23%, so it's up 2%. So people are still out there buying those um, cash deals. Well, I think maybe for different reasons. I think last year, cash deals were winning because they didn't have to worry about appraisals, and if a house is selling for 50,000 over its value, well, of course we don't want it to be appraised. We don't want to have to worry about that, right? Because we don't want that roadblock. And so those cash offers looked really appealing. Now I think it's not so much to appease the sellers as it is if buyers have the cash, then instead of paying the 5.5% interest, they'll pay with their cash. So the cash buyers haven't gone down. They've actually gone up a little bit. Well, it makes sense, too, because if you have that kind of liquid assets laying around and you're looking for a safe place to put that money, real estate is that place you would want to look at right now because of what we've Always. talked about numerous times. Yeah. The values continue to rise, maybe not as fast as they were, but they're still continuing to rise while some of the other places where you might put those kind of um, investments, not so much. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Those paper investments are a little scarier. Yes. Um, distressed sales. I love this. This is one of my favorite things I'm going to say today. Foreclosures and short sales continue to make up a very, very small percentage of home sales, less than 1% unchanged from June of 2021. Well, that's great news. Isn't that fabulous? So everybody who thought, oh boy, the rates are going up. People aren't going to be able to afford their houses. They're going to be foreclosing right and left. There's going to be all kinds of things to pick up. Wrong, 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 wrong. It's funny when you bring that up. I had a conversation a little over a week ago with somebody who was all doom and gloom about things they had read in the news about the economy and you know, the sky is falling and get ready for the, another big recession and this and that. And I think we're already in a recession, this person declared. And I said, 
look around you. (laughs) People are still buying stuff like crazy. What are you talking about? I I went past the Dairy Queen last night where we all know it's three bucks for an ice cream cone. Okay? There were 12 cars in the line going around the Dairy Queen business, around the building. I thought, you know what? People are doing okay. They really are. People are still living life and going to the Dairy Queen for ice cream. We're all going to be all right. And there's still a lot of jobs out there that people... Oh, for Pete's sakes. ...available. Oh, my goodness. And some of them are really high-paying jobs that companies can't fill. So, well, yeah, I guess, you know, people like you and I who just don't have what it takes to be an influencer are just going to have to keep working, Andy. That's all there is to it. Or <laughs> crying into the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so let me share that little article. Uh, how much time do I have? Do I have a couple minutes? Yeah, we've got about two minutes. This is about right. Okay. All right. Well, then maybe I would rather talk to you about some of my um, listings that I want oh, to touch yeah. on. I'd love okay. that. Okay, I know this show has to come to an end. All good things must come to an end. <laughs> for the for the week, that is. Just for yeah, the week. Just for the week. Um, okay, so we have a really cool new listing in Kutsky Park at 809 First Street Northwest. It is a charmer, I'll tell you. It's a three-bed, two-bath, two-car garage doll. It was built in 1919. Hey, the same year as a good old brand of root beer, right? It is uh, two-story, of course, and it has the front porch, typical front porch. It's 369, and that one just hit the market. And that's in... So. Right there. I mean, you're walking yeah, distance. Yeah, right in the heart, sure. in the heart of Kutsky Park, for sure. I so miss those old front porches. I know. When everybody sat on their porch and listened to all the conversations as people were walking yeah. by the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. I did that at the RBC house. Um, okay, so 3808 9th Avenue Southwest is a four-bed, two-bath, two-car garage. And this one was built in 1988. It's a split entry, and it is listed at $289.9. Okay, so we've got that one. And then we've got one at 543 15th Avenue Northeast in Byron. And this one is also a split, but it's a big one. It's built in 2017. It's got five beds, three baths, a three-car attached garage. It's got um, about 2,600 square feet, and it's 439.9. Wow. Okay. And I've got believe this one's still available. I know there's been a lot of showings that came on the market middle of the week. It's a four bed, two bath, two car garage, and then a great big outbuilding besides. The address is 5005 Country Club Road. So second street, Mm -hmm. you know, and it is, um, it's got an acreage with it. I'm trying to find it here. I don't remember how many. It is a really nice area. So it's like a little hobby farm, right? It's an old farmhouse that's been redone, and it's been redone with a lot of charm and character. So it's got a total of 2.21 wooded acres, plus uh, one acre of tillable and one acre of pasture. So 4.21 acres. It does have a well, even though it's just right outside the, the city there. Um, so again, it's like a little hobby farm, just literally not five minutes in the car from downtown Rochester. So, what was place. the what was the asking on that? Four ninety nine nine. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. And then I have 
one last one to talk about today. And this one is a four bed, three bath ranch style house. So the typical, you know, 1980s long from one end to the other. The garage is at one end. You come in through the kitchen, then you work your way to the dining room and around the corner of the living room and down the hall to the bedrooms and the bath. It's got four beds, three baths, a two-car garage. It is just under 2,400 square feet. It's got a nice flat yard, and it's um, $299.9, and it's over at 5717 Clearwater Road, which is right out in front of, like, Walmart and Sam's on the opposite side. Yes. Yeah. So I have all those awesome new listings available, and, of course, we can help you not only with our listings but with anything that comes up in the MLS because that's what we all do. We help each other cooperate, sell each other's listings. So if there's anything we can do for you, certainly, you know, look us up. Look up our website. Learn more about us. It's gwaltneygroup.com or call me on my cell phone. Happy to answer any questions you might have. That number is 507-259-4926. Well, great, Robin. Thanks so much again. And we'll do this again next Saturday morning. It's a date. See you then. All right. It's Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results right here on News Talk 1340, KROCAM at 96.9 FM. This is 